Welcome to the Renegade Report. My co-host Ramon, standing by. Present, as always. As always, yeah. This, so far, this, so good. This podcast would be nothing without my... Um, well, it's all you, really. Absolutely. <laughs> Your name is Wit, I have the wit. Oh, I've never heard that one before. I've never heard that one before. It's so new to me. Shall we go through all of them? I'm, I'm original. <laughs> yeah, that's why we love you. So, um, other than telling us off air that, uh, what, Hillary and Bill are, are the, uh, not Hillary and Bill, Barack and, and Michelle. Uh, Barack and Michelle, yes, they put me of white supremacy, um, but I'll, I'll have another podcast to discuss that theory. And if you live in Joburg, uh, Chwane, or Nelson Mandela Bay, you are now have new rulers. Indeed, so we got yeah. black excellence. For once, yeah, the, white, the white the white party brings you brings black you back leaders. Fantastic in Shawnee and uh, Joburg, and then white excellence is down in Nelson Mandela Bay. Yeah, coming from someone who doesn't vote, and so the and the EFF know. to watch over it all. Yeah, easy easy for them to to do. Really, <clears throat> have no responsibility and just make sure that uh, all the money goes to where they want it to go. Well, let's hope let's hope it works. So, uh, away from the politics, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it, but away from the current kind of politics and into something far more interesting. Right? Oh, I guessed. Or yeah, me. I guessed. Oh, yeah. right, I guessed. Music. Music. Oh, okay, yes. Pop culture. Whatever else uh, we want to talk about. Well, we have the great Chris Chameleon in today. If that sounds familiar, just go back to uh, the 1990s. One of the greatest bands that ever came out of South Africa was Boo, also known as monkey punk genre so chris is an actor a singer he's acted in siam and Delan, in benelanders he's won two south african music awards and he's got a latest album firmament which was released i believe two weeks ago right chris it's been two weeks thank you so much for coming onto the podcast great to be i've been looking forward we've been trying to get this together for a long time um, i'm glad that you have enriched yourself in um, african lingual culture um, it brings much balance to, to our show. Indeed. <laughs> right. Okay. So new album. New album. The, the name of the album is, uh, Firmament. I was surprised to, to see how many people they don't know what is the meaning of Firmament. Because, um, you know, for me, this is the word I grew up with is Afrikaans, is English, German, even Dutch. Everything is Firmament. But, I, I, I call the I call the album this name, and everybody says, "What is this firmament? What is the meaning of the word?" So it was a surprise to me. I was learning. So what does it mean to you? You know, there's the top billing question. Firmament yeah. is, you know, is when you look up, it's the heavens, it's the stars, and um, because we are we are small, uh, here, you know, sometimes you get caught up in your own world, your own your worries from your life, but the universe is so big, you know. That uh, maybe you are small and maybe your problems are very small. So that is what is the the message from. Well, I don't track. think it's a maybe. I think problems are very small, as Carl Sagan mentioned in the pale blue dot. Okay, yes, it's true. Problems are small, but if it's if it's your problem, you think it's very big. 
But then sometimes you must get out of your own box. Indeed. Or out of your own uh, yeah, political party or country as well. Open your mind to new things. Like but you will, you, you, you're going to jump into a new box every time. <laughs> oh, indeed. Especially in other people's minds. See, the boxes never stop. It's just endless boxes every, en- everywhere. You endless twists everywhere. I fully agree with you. <laughs> but uh, you don't want to get into those. Into dresses. Yes, just in, into well, the box. I mean, it depends you know. what you need it for. Yes, yeah, whatever, you know, blows you back. <laughs> okay, so uh, new album. Are you t- touring with the album? Yes, I've been touring uh, 27 years. I started this career in 1989. Uh, I've been touring every time. I know people, they ask you, so you went on tour? Yes, not again, still. I've been touring 27. I, I did uh, 3,000 shows in uh, 30 countries about Jeez. around this time. And about 130, 150, sometimes 180 per year. You, 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 you have to tour all the time. Because acting, you must be in the same place every night. But music, you must be in a different town every night. Because how did it feel as a black band to act in Simulon? No, Seven Day Land is, is, you know. Is it a tender issue? That was very good for my career. I'm going to be serious. After that, just two months, I was double platinum with this album from, from Seven Day Land. So, uh, I, I don't watch Seven Day Land because I don't have TV. I don't, I don't have the TV because, uh, TV, you know, it's a waste of time. I, I can read or walk or something, but, uh, Seven Day Line, it, it was a big, made, made a big difference. So I'm very grateful for those guys. But I had a nice role. I was, I was a guy with a cut in the face and, uh, but uh, no kissing. So that's, that's the, that's the problem. It's, uh, it's well, one drawback, I suppose. Yes. But when I got home, I kiss all the time. So it's okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. So, so from your perception, um, well, from your perspective, rather, as a black man, what no, no, th- no, I'm not black. Oh, I'm, my apologies. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a white guy. Oh, you're a white guy. Okay. guy. So, so from you can fr- see that this is radio, but the people they can't see, but you can see. You are now you are fooling uh, around. You know, it's very difficult to say what are you because apparently that's a microaggression. That's what I've heard. Yes, no, me. I'm uh, I'm Afrikaner Bursian. That is me. Right. Born and bred. I'm going to be this until I die. Until you die, no doubt. So, uh, so, as an Afrikaner Bursian, right, why do you sing in English? Isn't, aren't you a traitor to your culture <laughs> for doing so? That's what I've heard. No, no, no. You know, language, it changes you. Me, I'm fluent with four languages. And every language I feel different, I think different, I express myself different. Sometimes even for debating, I come to a different conclusion. So the, the language shapes you. Also, you, you shape the language, but the language, it shapes you. It changes your thinking, everything. And um, so when I make English, English uh, music, I'm different than from Africans. Because the English album, I just, you know, I feel like a different, like a different man. Right. So you transition, right? Exactly. I'm expressing myself. No, my German is good. Ich kann auch sehr gutes Deutsch reden. Uh, aber leider nicht gut genug, meine eigenen Texte zu schreiben. 
dann wird es ein bisschen einfach sein. I think Germany, sorry, Germany is quite triggering to Jonathan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Redest du Deutsch? I need a safe space. As oh, du magst keines Deutsch, warum? <laughs> as a Jew. Was ist los, mein Herr? Right. So, um, oh, just remind you really have taken this down the road. Um, okay, so just uh, in terms of in terms of the English and the Afrikaans stuff, obviously as a market, um, we, we know the different markets and um, English uh, Afrikaans albums do very well in the Afrikaans, I suppose, community, if, if that's fair to say. Mm. Um, uh, uh, in terms of the English stuff and now. SABC is 90%, so is that a good strategic move? I don't know. You know, I'm hoping they play my music because now they need extra music. So, yeah, exactly. okay, I'm offering my CD to SABC, everybody listening to, you know, play this CD. But uh, for me, I don't, I don't think about the market. I know it's part of their work. But for me, you know, you must make music from their heart. It is, that is the only thing you can do. You must just be genuine connected with yourself connected with your soul and your heart and just just put it out just express it don't try to shape it for thinking market this if there was a recipe for the market it will be easy you just take the recipe follow the recipe perfect cake but it's not like this with music not with art yeah i mean the, the market is highly rational that's why we have something like justin bieber around but he's good This guy is good. He's Justin actually a good singer. Me, I'm not, uh, I don't have his music, but I can see he can do the Rubik's Cube in 90 seconds. I think that, you know, he can get a platinum album just for that. Anybody do Rubik's Cube, I can't, I can't get the one side from the Rubik's Cube. Not even. Right, right. So I think he's good. And also he can sing, he can dance. He's a pretty, he's a pretty boy. So, okay, so he's, he's got talent. You know? Who he's don't good. you like? Who don't I like? Yeah. I... I mean, AKA, uh, you big fan? You know, I, I perform uh, 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 at uh, Grahamstown Festival, mm -hmm. and there was music was very loud during my sensitive performance. And I was asking the people, "Who's this guy making the big noise?" And they were saying, "It's AKA." And I probably knew who this guy was just one week before. Siraz, because uh, we, we don't watch TV at home, we don't listen to the radio. We just, you know, it's, it's different. We have a different approach. So I don't know what's going on, actually. And But my girlfriend, she was saying, who's this AKA? And it was a crime. It was, you see, the people, they were very surprised. But, you know, I must meet the man. If I meet the man, I know I like this guy. Oh, no, I don't like him. Yeah, but now he's floating around in ANC money, you know, so... I don't know about his musical talent. Hey, I would like to float around in ANC money. I don't <laughs> have a problem with that. It's not going to make you a bad guy. So tomorrow ANC give me 300 million rand. You think I'm going to be a bad guy? No, I'm going to be a good guy, but rich. I mean, I agree. The only problem the ANC did was that they didn't have a white artist there, which I thought was a bit racist. And secondly, it limits the demographics to only 80% of the country. But he kept Darren, he was singing for the ANC. Really? Two, three years. Two, three years it was in the news. So already, so the ANC They're a very inclusive party, Ramon. The ANC is actually, yes. Completely Not in terms inclusive. of artists this time around and yeah, there's artists. No, but Siras, you know this much. thing about gathering. You know he was singing there by the ANC. And then all his fans, or not all, but a lot of the fans, they were saying, no, you can't do that. And then he was defending himself. He was writing something. It was in the news. Yeah, but Kurt Darren has every right to defend himself. He says, I wouldn't need to suck the ANC's teeth. Kurt Darren can defend himself. Money. He can box. This guy, you know, he's a boxer. Oh, can he box? Yes, you can't fight Kederen. 
No, 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 no. This guy can hit very hard. Right. You can see also from his nose. He was boxing. This guy know he can box. Oh, okay. And he's the fastest driver of all the musicians. Once they had the competition, I was driving. And all, all the other guys we were driving, he was the fastest. So he's fast. He can hit. And he can sing for the NC. So it's no problem. Fantastic. So in terms of the in terms of the money in 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 music these days, has it? Uh, I don't know if if you know there was if there's more now than there was before. If it's just shifted, um, so your album available on iTunes, obviously, um, you find a lot of your income comes from that. Is it more from touring? Is is it from individual shows? Income is from shows. You know, you used to sell CDs, but now people think you can get it free. Why you pay for something you can get for free? So it's a, it's a problem because this this album was 150,000 rand mm, to make it. To produce. With the, the album and the three videos. It's a lot of money. Mm. And it's a very expensive business card. So um, I wish you could sell it more. But, you know, people, they know where to get it for free. So why they have to pay? And you must just accept it as an artist. The butcher is okay because you can't download the steak. But you must hmm. you must buy the music, you, but you don't have to, so you won't. But then, what drives you to actually create more music? In that case, are are, are, you, are the people that come to see you on tour? Do they want new music every two years or whatever it is? I think that the main ingredient is stupid, is to stupidity. You know that is why you make albums. Um, that, that is why you make new. That is why you are a musician. You know, why you do must, you must do something constructive. Don't be a musician. But, okay, so I'm stupid. I'm a musician. Um, I express my feelings, my thoughts, and I always have the new tunes in my head, so I must get it out. It's like a pimple. If you don't go shoot it out, you're going to, it's, it's going to become the boil, it's a big, big saw. It's, it's not going to be nice. Right. Okay, okay. And then, I mean, <clears throat> As an Afrikaner, what what do you think about the the status of of Afrikaans culture in South Africa? Because from from our side, I do think it's often uh, stereotyped quite badly, in my opinion. But there is a stereotype of Afrikaans culture, like a and Jack, the, the two tone shirt. Yeah, two tone shirt. Like Jack Parrow used it quite well as a marketing tool. Uh, he's a proud he's a proud Afrikaner. I know that, but he's like the bakuzi or whatever the jacuzzi in the baki and. In the felt and beer and whatever. Rye and whatever. Yeah. And I mean, you, you're Borussian, but not, if I may say, like a stereotypical Borussian mm. that most people would think. Mm. So what is, do you have a perception on, on Afrikaans culture? Yeah. You know, we are, we are very exceptional people actually, because other people who went from, uh, all the white people outside Europe, they were, they were, they, they went to wherever they are between 500 and uh, 200 years ago. And all of them kept, they retained the identity of the place where they come from. That is why they speak Portuguese in Brazil, Spanish in Peru, Chile, all these places, English in Australia, New Zealand, but in South Africa, the Africana, he came to do something different. He came to, to completely cut the cord with the with the home countries, and uh, make a new language, make a new culture, and that is why you know you see in in Hollywood movies the people they struggle to 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 portray the Afrikaners. Yeah, indeed. it's difficult, and the reason they struggle is because you can't get hold of the mentality. The Afrikaners they they have this strange like this dimension. You know, who are these people? 
and to even Leonardo DiCaprio is a very good actor, but he was he was struggling with these Africans because he doesn't fit into any paradigm, anything this guy knows, because it is totally different. It's only one, is the Africaners. They are very strange. Right. I mean, and I, I read a book a few years ago called The White Tribe of Africa yes, about the Africaners, and I thought the I thought the title was quite apt. Because, I mean, the Afrikaners' history started here, really. I mean, there's, there's no connection at all to, to the origins of the first immigrants who came in two, three, four hundred years ago, depending where. Mm. So it's the, the real only white tribe, <clears throat> excuse me, in Africa. No, I mean, not many people see it in that way, but I think that's quite something to be proud of. Yeah, maybe, but also what is a tribe, you know? Tribe, what tribe is just a word, but uh, what is a tribe? So I don't, there's, there's semantics around tribe. We can sit for hours and talk about that. But the Africana is, is, is different, is, uh, is exceptional in, in comparison to the other people in the other parts of the world who came from far to stay there. But, uh, you know, as for the quality of the art from the Africanas, you know, there are five million Africanas yeah. about. And so if you have 100 English, if you are Africans or, or anything, Zulu, whatever, if you have 100 English CDs and uh, one African CD, you are completely in line. The standard is perfect because if there are 500 million people who speak English in the world, what is 350 million in America, uh, England, 60, 70 million people, and you got uh, Australia and all the other parts in the world. So maybe 500 million people, they speak English. So the pool for the talent comes from 500 people, 500 million people. And the pool from the talent for Africaners come from 5 million people. So if they are equal in their quality, their standard of quality, then 100 good English cities equals one good African city and you know it's okay. And I think it's a bit more, but I'm biased, you know, I'm, 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 I'm biased, I know. Really, you're free to be biased. That's why we, that's why, yeah. well, that's why we invite I mean, I think that the tribe thing is relevant in the, in the sense that, um, the Afrikaans community seems to stick together quite well. Um, and. No, it's not true. It's, those are the Jews. The Jews, they stick together. <laughs> but the Afrikaans well. people, we are fighting. Two Afrikaans people, we make two churches. <laughs> you know, Coperton. Coperton is a town. You go to Kimberley, you turn right, you go to Priska. You, got, you come to Prisca, you turn left, you go 90 kilometers, you get to Copperton. Copperton, it got, it used to be a mine for gold and copper, now it's closed. And the Alcantan skid ban is there, it, internationally. In 2003, before the Americans were, were invading Iraq, my friend, she was a farmer there, mm. with, with ships. She was saying, Chris, you know, the uh, the Americans they're going to fight Iraq. I say, yeah, the people are talking, but they don't know for sure. She says, no, it's true because they both are here testing weapons. They were drinking in the same bar in Corporton, testing weapons in that place, Alcantan Skidban. Anyway, that is Corporton, mm -hmm. and they have, I think, at that time there was eighty or a hundred people living there, twenty-four churches. I don't know how this is possible, but it's 24 churches. I've got this on high authority. So what is the obsession with the church then? What is the, you know, the, the, the predominance of religion? Because you come from Europe and, and Indonesia, Malaysia, and, and, and you are in Africa. It's, it's wild. It's far from everything. You are right at the south. And the, you need protection. Anything. Anything is good for protection. Guns, God. Hmm. 
everything you can use it so god is to to protect you down there in africa because you you are far from home boy you must know you must learn to pray yeah because that's i mean i've done a few tours of south africa not musical tours just tourism rather and every single town there's always a church there's always in the main square there's a church first and then a bottle store and a, and a petrol station and a wimpy now well not really wimpies but but uh there's always a church you know it's found that a bit odd but I mean, it does make sense that it's a community center. In, in yes, I mean, it's like it's more like a town hall than a place of worship. Yeah, it's social social gatherings at the church. The church is important for that. Even if you are not religious, me, I like to go to church. I I didn't go this past Sunday, but uh, when I can, I go to church. I'm still close to the church. I was christened in 1971. They christened me in that church in 1988. I was confirmed in that church with a miracle. I had a miracle happen to me. And then um, I still go to this church. But maybe 1,000 people can sit in this church, but only 50 people come. It's always very empty and it's old people. Right. I'm the youngest every time I go there. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, religion, especially in in Western countries, will be merely an idea in about a century. I would think. I doubt there will be many believers. Okay, maybe, maybe the U.S. not really, but yeah, maybe. But you don't know. Maybe it's going to just resurface something different. You don't know. For for example, you see how uh, Islam is growing in the world. It's yes. growing very much, very much growing, and. Um, you think the world is going away from religion, but maybe it's going to religion. Okay, the Western countries, Western, I don't know what is that word, but you see Western Europe, America, maybe they are moving away from religion. But sometimes you need a trigger. And maybe if, if, if Islam is strengthening, maybe the Christians say, hey, you know, we must go to church because, because we must put the balance back. You know, it's like people voting DA because the NC is too strong. People always try to look for that opposite just to get a bit of balance. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the problem, well, the problem I have, especially with, with atheists, of which I am one, they, 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 they mock beliefs of others in religious belief, but then they, they love the state. They expect the state to be like the new god, the new deity that will do everything for them. And I keep telling them, yes, but you have faith in the state. And they, they can't – no, but it's rational because it exists. Yes, but it's a social construct just like religion, right? No, no I don't know about the social construct. You know, religion, it's like uh, – it's like a, a lot of it is just, you know, man-made. We know this for a fact. But the core essence, the godness of religion, you can't say no, it's not real. Because this universe is very big. The firmament is very, very big. And we, we don't even know how big it is. It's so big. And if something is that big, it is filled with endless possibilities. And I think to say something is not possible, maybe you are, you are erring. You are, in, you are making a mistake because you are not giving it a chance because the universe is very big. It is so big, it can accommodate the possibility of... Uh, of a, of a God. You think so? I mean, to say no, you are limiting this, the size, the immensity of the universe. It's a mistake, you know, don't, you, the universe is very big. Every possibility, everything you think, you, you, you can believe it is somewhere. Because if, at least in your head, and how real is it? How is it not real? This, this microphone, it was an idea in the head of some person, but here is the microphone. It was starting with idea. And the first guy was thinking microphone. There was no microphone, but now it's a microphone. It was ideas. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe in ideas. Uh, religion is just another idea. Maybe. 
<laughs> we'll never know. Oh, we're, doing the, we're doing the circle, the circle argument uh, on religion. Um, let's talk about guns and hunting. Um, you went on a bit of a, a shoot recently. Yes, I like to hunt every year. I hunt uh, to eat what I'm shooting. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you see a nice buck and you know I'm not going to eat this guy, but somebody's going to eat it. So you shoot that one also. Sure. And uh, those of you who listen who have major problems with hunting, if you can find a justification for why, with that explanation, we'd love to hear it. But what do you think about trophy hunting? You're shooting things that you can't eat. Yes, I know. Me, I don't do trophy hunting. All the bucks I shoot, I never even kept their horns to put in the wall. It's not, for me, it's not pretty. But I don't have a problem with it, with trophy hunting, because if you, um, it is to protect the environment. It makes, why is the sheep not uh, threatened with extinction? Because it's necessary. Because it is useful. Because it's a commodity. It's not necessary, but it's useful. Well, it's necessary to make good lamb. And, and, and mutton. Exactly, for well, a good no, price. Because for the, mar- for the market says lamb is, is valuable, so people cultivate it. Absolutely. So, it's like shoes. So if, if, you, if you can put a value, nobody's the panda. is nothing. What, what is the panda? Yeah, it's I'm okay a, for the panda to go. Yeah, it's personally. just it's just a pretty bear. No, it's not even pretty. But if you put a <laughs> huge value on the panda, then you are going to ensure that it is not extinct. So I'm not in agreement with this necessarily. That mm. is a long discussion, and I have to hear the gripes before I address them. But I, mm. I think trophy hunting is good for the revenue is generating. But, I mean, you were mentioning that protect. you know to go hunting, you go sort of target shooting to make sure that from quite the distance, actually, you're able to hit a relatively accurate point uh, because when you go hunting, you don't want to wound the animal. You want to kill the course, animal yes, when you shoot yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to hit the animal. But, you know, I, w- I was in the in the Kruger Park just two weeks ago. I can show you the clip here. The, we, I saw a buffalo kill. It was a pride of lions. They caught a buffalo. It took maybe 12, 15 minutes to kill that buffalo. Mm. It was also young lions, they were learning and it could breathe. They were biting it by their snout, but it could breathe. They were starting to eat it down here uh, by their thighs while it was alive. So it was not a nice sound and it was sad to see that. But you know, that is nature. Nature is not about sad. Nature is just it, nature. You don't judge. Are. Nature is not judging, yes. Then um, that is the one story. The other story is... Um, in uh, 1998, no, 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 no. It was in 2000, 2002, 2003, I saw a bullfight in Barcelona. I went to uh, the bullfight. I went to see this bullfight. They killed mm. six bulls that afternoon. Mm-hmm. One of the bulls, they got a matador just to hurt him. Not to, He was not dead, but uh, they fight the matador. It was very bad for this guy. And um, this, um, these bulls, they took, they take about, when the bull goes into the ring, it, it believes it's got a chance. It's not like cattle, because me, I'm a farmer also. Mm. I'm bull with the, in, in the fresh start. That is what I do also, you know, with the music, I'm a farmer. And I know the cattle, you, you load it in the truck already, she's getting upset. By the time you get to the abattoir, the cattle is worried, because they know. And when the first one is killed, far in the front, they know back here is the death is coming. And also the very docile, you just get it loaded onto the bucket. But this bull in the ring is proud. 
He's fighting everybody. He thinks he's the boss because that is the life he lives. So he lives a much better life than any of these cattle. For my cattle, they, are, they have a great life. Seriously, my cattle have their best life. But this bull is even better. And then he's fighting. He believes he's got a chance. And they hit him some. First comes the toreadors. They jump. They put the two arrows in, in, in the bull's back. And then they jump. They're very brave. These guys, they run straight to the bull, jump over the bull and zappa uh, arrows into the back. Then they come the, the guys with the te they, they tease him the clowns they tease him then they disappear and then they tease they disappear then come the guy with the horse he stick him with the with the spear the bull but his bull is not feeling that he's bleeding yes it's not very nice but it's not very sore then come the matador and he make the bull tired he make the bull tired and always in the end before he kill the bull he's putting the sword like this outstretched arm down at the bull and the bull kneels he, he somehow psychologically forced the bull into submission. The bull kneels in front of the matador and the matador says, Hiya! and then the bull jump up into the sword and it goes right into the heart and, uh, and the bull dies. I don't know why people want to see that. I wanted to see it because I heard about it and I want to experience everything in my life, but I won't have to go again. Yeah. But this bull, he lead a better life than any bull in nature and than any cattle for slaughter. And this bull, he die a quicker death than many animals I see in the nature because it's only 10 minutes. This fight is 10 minutes, then it's over. Not lying there 15 minutes being eaten while you are alive. So you, you must not confuse too much this, this, this human affection. But of course, you don't want to torture animals. Me, I don't but the cruelty it. is not necessary. I mean, it's not, uh, it's not something we have to do. What, for the bullfighting? Yeah. What's, what's cruel? Stabbing it beforehand. Yeah, I mean, you you know, it may be killed quicker, but 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 you're still you're still sl relatively slowly killing it. I mean, if we compare it no, to no, to, to killing it. so, have you been in a fight to death? I have been in a fight to for life and death. No, no, not to death. But I've been have in a you fight, been stabbed? Hey, no. Have you? I've been stabbed. You don't feel a thing. I'm telling you, from my own from my own experience, you don't feel a thing. I was cutting sixty stitches all over my body. I did not feel a thing. When you are fighting somebody, you get that fist in the face. You don't feel it. You are just fighting. You are going straight forward now. Serious. That is my personal experience. Mm. Yeah, and bull actually has a chance of of living, right? As well. Yeah. I, I, look, I don't. I'm. I wouldn't take it away from the Spanish, but I'm, I'm not a particular fan of bullfighting. No, no. Me also, I'm, I'm not a fan. But I'm not going to stop it for them for those people because they are eating the bull. It's not wasted food. And he's living a better life than the cattle for slaughter. He's dying a similar or easier death. Okay, so I take it you're not a vegan or a vegetarian? No, 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 no. No, I like I'm eating meat. We are supposed to eat meat. We are designed for this. Well, I mean, anthropologists have discovered, well, I don't know if they discovered it recently, but I've read a few articles whereby eating meat is actually the heart of civilization. Once we started eating meat, yeah, yeah, and we that's had protein, when we expanded as a, that's how we expanded as a species. Yeah, maybe, but why the lion didn't expand as a species, I don't know. I think it's God. <laughs> it's God. <laughs> well, you talked about design. Um, so uh, evolution versus, uh, versus creation, are you uh, able to suspend the religious part to believe it's that not a evolution problem. happened? That is very easy. Not a problem. Because in... Uh, it it does it makes no difference. You don't have a choice. You have no free will. You have no choice. Because if it is science, everything is determined. Everything happens because of something before. 
that was happening. So everything that happened in the past is the reason we are here. There was no way we could not be here. It is the science from two billion years ago that was conspiring, contributing, unfolding the math, the big universal sum to bring us here today to talk. And you can't change that. You think you can, but it, that thought was also just a design in the past. Theologically, God knew two million years we were going to sit right here, talk all this gag we are talking now. He knew this. So it's, it's no difference. It doesn't make, it makes no difference. So, yeah, so you don't care at all how we got here. Or, or, or maybe you do, but it doesn't, it doesn't trouble you how we got here. No, no, Either no way it's not fine. to care, not to care for travel is not a problem. It's not yeah, something no. to waste your worries about, you know. Me, I like, I like God. I like that. It's really? Just, yes, it makes sense to me. I like, okay. I like God, but you, you know, God is not the old man with the beard. It's different. It's not the white old guy with the beard as well, yeah. No, no, he's not in Duna, he's now, he's just, uh, God is, um, if, if you can say what it is, then it is not that. Right. Because something to, to make all this stuff is beyond comprehension. We can't comprehend the stuff. How can we comprehend the one who is making the stuff? So the, the mistake is when people are trying to understand God. God is not to be understood. Understanding is, does not even belong with God. Understanding is just there. So, so you know in favor of organized religion then, I would assume. Because they assume what God wants and acts upon it. You know, I'm not in favor of anyone telling me what to do or what to think. So that is my problem. So no, no politics, no religion, no country, no... I'm sounding like uh, John Lennon now. I don't believe this. I just said it exactly like that, but... Maybe, maybe you just John Lennon, but he knows economics because he didn't know anything. Yeah, I don't know this that that guy. He, I don't know the Beatles. All four they were nice together. I like. The yeah, band. but only one of them was clever. Paul McCartney. Paul. Ringo, Ringo Starr. He's no, he's no way. Peace and you love. can see by his face, he's clever. <laughs> <laughs> so when so well, now that we're back on music. Um, it's such a vapid question, and I apologize for posing it to you like this. But I will, uh, I will, I will forgive you in advance for, well, for whatever well, it is you apologized in advance for. <laughs> but when you when you when you make when you started making music or when you make music now, I mean, do you, do you listen to any particular uh, influences? Does do any particular bands or singers influence you? No, definitely no. not. No, definitely. But you can hear that in my music. It's not sounding like everything. everything. I mean, it is quite unique. No, you know with. Because with the recipe, you can't make a recipe for music. Right. Some people believe that they work according to the recipe, but the cake is flopping every time. The, the best way to do it in music is to be uh, truthful. Truthful in your heart, in your spirit. What is, what is the thing you are saying? That is your only guarantee. And maybe it's going to work, maybe not. But that is because, and this is how I see it, is everybody is a tuning fork. So I'm a fork. And the, the multitudes in front of me is a fork. And say everybody's more or less mainly tuned to C. But I'm in, I'm in E. So that is a bit, bit of a problem. But there's E in C, but it's not C, you know. So I'm vibrating and only the harmonics of some of the resonance make them vibrate. But then if you vibrate on the C, then everybody's vibrating. All the tuning forks, you hit this tuning fork, suddenly all the tuning forks, they start vibrating. Like this cat Darren we were speaking of. The, if I could go back into time, kill cat Darren when he was a baby, 
And then on the same <laughs> that's day... Who, that's who you kill if you have a time machine. If right? I could go back. <laughs> but good, then Darren. if I release on the same day, in exactly the same arrangement, exactly the same way, everything, Captain, that, that big hit from him, Captain, hmm. it will not be such a big hit because I'm not that frequency. I'm not that vibration. It's also the vibration of Cat. It's not just the song. It's the vibration of this guy. And sometimes the band is... Uh, ahead of the vibration like you too mm. and then society catch up with their vibration and then they actually stick with the vibration for a long time sometimes you are ahead like midnight oil then the vibration catch up with you you are with the vibration but then the vibration moves on and you don't move on and then you fall out again but i believe that's called evolution of yeah of, of sonic vibration yeah it could be yeah. <laughs> could be no i like evol evolution is effect you know it's it's effect well, yes, yeah, I would agree. Jonathan, do you want to participate or can you just carry on? I'm, 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 I'm happy to carry on. <laughs> I'm, I'm participating. I'm listening. I'm enjoying. So have you had any <clears throat> issues like uh, Steve Hoffmeyer, whom we're trying to get on, by the way? And I know you listen, Steve, so please answer my emails. Um, please, Steve. He please cries Steve. every night Look, into his pillow. Chris is here and we're not giving him a hard time. We will promise to treat you well. But nevertheless, so Steve Hoffmeyer gets Ramon trouble. promises to treat you well. <laughs> <laughs> During the recording, we'll not talk about before or after. Right. Uh, so, so I must warn you, this Steve guy. Really? I must warn you against this guy. So he mustn't come on. Against him. I must warn you seriously is the problem, this guy, Steve Hoffmeyer. Because you can think what you like from him. When Before I met this guy, I was thinking this Hoffmeyer brigade, you know. With his fake YouTube. We were always saying, ah, Steve Moffmeyer, like making jokes, laughing about this guy with his fake gene, YouTube, YouTube badge on his gene. He was like, who's this guy? Think he's so great. But, uh, when you meet him, it's a big problem because he's very nice. I, I this guy is seriously charismatic. I think the I only heard. people who don't like him are those who haven't met him. It's dangerous, this guy. I, I mean, believe for Julius Malema is the same. You meet this guy, you're like, ah, but he's, he's got a vibe, you know. These people. Ish. Well, hopefully one day I'll have the opportunity to meet him. But nevertheless, he gets into trouble, or he used to at least. He's fallen out of favor now with <clears throat> with the woke media. But he gets into trouble often for for the statements he makes, um, and he's perceived as racist. I have no idea. I've never met him. I like to label people after I met them, not beforehand. I just want to say this racist word. I don't subscribe to it. I don't believe it exists. So racism doesn't exist. No. Is not exist. Explain that. Eh? Explain. I mean, like. Yeah, in what way? What, racism, what, what way no, no, racism is, um, racism is to me like, uh, God is to an atheist. For me, it is not existing. Oh, you're you are, race agnostic. You are never going to, you are never going to convince me it's existing. Because what is this racism? You know, it's too confusing. Because the one guy, is the boor, he's walking on the farm, he's like, you know, Speaking using these words, we are not going to say here addressing black people. Mm. But you touch one of his workers, it's no matter who you are, you are you are in trouble with this guy because he's got a love for these workers. He's a strange guy, this boor. Then you get the other one who's not a racist, you know, but um, they they're walking alone in the street, and there's a black man coming from the front and. They make the big poo-poo in the pants, just judging because, yeah, hey, I'm alone in the street, and now there's the black man. So why, why, why was the racist here? Every case of a racism, um, you can mention, I can, I can 
I think I can um, I can take it on. Mm-hmm. I think I will be able to take it on. You must call it by what it is because some people they are prejudiced. And prejudice is sometimes good, sometimes it's not good. Before you cross the road, the truck is coming 80 kilometers an hour, the truck is 30 meters away. You are prejudging that if I walk across now, I'm going to be fuck up. It's going to be very bad. Mm. So you don't walk over the streets. You are prejudging that track. So, but it's prejudice. You you have to call things what they are. Racism is very lazy word. I don't subscribe to that. I don't believe it exists. So racism, well, it could exist if you then prove the prejudice was about the pe- pe- person's race. No, I still don't agree because if you are... If you are a, a black guy living in a township, mm-hmm. you grew up the township, your parents, they told you it's the white man's fault. We are we don't have uh, clean water and we have to shit in the bucket. Then one day you walk out the township next to the road, the bucket stops next to you, three big bure, they, they get out, they kick you, mm. they hit you, they call you words. You are going to have difficulty. To, to, to like the white people and at the next bri you are not going to say yeah, white people are very nice things. You're going to say no white people all my experience with white people is not is not good. Now is this guy is a racist or is just going on his experience saying you know so it's because ig- for it's example, ignorance. a snake by my farm you, every time you walk by the farm you see a snake there are lots of snakes on this farm I don't know not to come. I've got others I've <laughs> got uh, wrinkles I've got uh, dangerous snakes there and never, not once did the that, snake. That was officially me. your 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 pitch to not have your farm invaded or taken away from you, eh? All right, yes, yes <laughs> yeah. Also, subtly, yes. But you know, when you see this, when you see this uh, snake, I've never been bitten by a snake, never in my life. But every time I see the snake, I shit my pants. Yeah. I jump high. I walk away. I'm like, hey, this thing, you know. I try to stay cool when when my girlfriend is with me, but it's very difficult. Because he's a snake, you know, and they're always right here in front of you up and they've got this head because the wrinkles is like mm. a cobra. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I am anti snakeist. My snakeist or what is just, you know, I've been bitten by this thing. I, my father has been bitten. I'm not even me. I don't trust this thing. You know, so snakeophobia, okay. Blackophobia, okay. Whiteophobia, whatever. But it is racist. It's a lazy word. So it's ignorance is, 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 it's is really what it's, it's about. It's a stupid word and at the moment it's being used to control people's minds. That's why I don't like it. I mean, I sort of understand your, your argument in this, in this case. I mean, I do think it is prejudice. I do think prejudice based on race is racism. I mean, that's just the defining value of that type of prejudice. So how would you classify apartheid then? So you have an institution that you know, act- yeah, actively uh, disfavors a certain race. I mean, would you say that institution is racist or – because not prejudiced, right? Um, my friend, he was uh, having his 40th birthday in Senton someplace. So he told me, you oh, you must come. So I was okay, very happy. But he forgot to tell me something about the dress code of this place. I went into the place and uh, the bouncer was saying, you can't come in here because you must have the button shirt. So maybe it's his right to say that. But, you know, the point is I can't go in because I don't qualify. I'm not a button shirt. Um, if I want to go, I, I still travel or abroad every year. 
I can't go live in, in, in Holland or Belgium or America if I want to just live there. You can't live there. So the boss from something has his reasons. You are not American. You can't live here. You must have a button shirt. You can't live here. And what happened with apartheid was it was a clique of people that were the rulers. They were the boss of this country. And they became the boss by violence and better fighting. They were doing what everybody was doing, exactly the same. They did nothing that is different. Right. But the one thing that was different was their success. So they were the boss, and then they make the rules. Do I agree with the rules? No. Absolutely not. But that is how it happened. And they have the, and we know the reasons for, do you know the reasons for apartheid? Do you know why the white people and the, that government, that nationalist party had the, 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 the apartheid? They have the reasons. It's in the books. You can read it. That is their reasons. Whether you agree with it or not, that is their reasons. Are we going to move forward in life? Yes. Now maybe, uh, as a black South African, you can say, ah, so that is okay. Now we are the boss. Now we're going to make the rules. No whites here, no whites there. Okay, but it's always making cut that stuff. Right. It's always making problems. Are, are you a moral relativist? I don't know what is this. So, so do you, so do you think that there's no defining principle of, of, let's say justice in a place? Cause I mean, yeah, so all cultures the, are equal. Yeah, Everything through, is, is, through is no, but I'm, I'm hugely anti equality. I don't like that equality. But through that argument, it is also nonsense. But through that argument, you're making that it's okay. So it's it's the law of the land, and accept it or don't accept it. But there's no the there's the no land. greater wrong. If yeah, the, you know about it that seems argument. Like, it seems like uh, you're not defending evil. I'm not going to put it that way, but you're not judging it for what it is. If that makes sense. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. For me, in my life, because everybody must have a concept of right and wrong. Right. I've got a concept of right and wrong. My, my number one reference, you must know I was in an agricultural school. That is when I was a boy, that is where my soul is lying, is with nature and with the plants and animals. So my reference for right and wrong is nature. And also nature is not judging. Now me, I'm, it's not that I'm not judging. Of course I'm judging. I'm human, you know. Sure. I try not to. I try to be beyond judging, but I'm also failing. You know, I must work on it. But if I'm wondering, is this thing right or is it wrong? Nature. I just check it for nature for the answer, and the answer is always there. But nature is amoral. Exactly. As I said, I'm, but I can use that to justify human Justice. Are humans are humans not better than animals? No. no. And isn't that the whole argument for, for example, um, I mean, it goes both ways. Yeah, you know uh, why it's it is it is important to shoot Harambe in the zoo uh, to save the child. If you think even the child might be at the shortest <laughs> bit of risk for those for those troglodytes who don't know Harambe, Harambe is running he's for the gorilla. office of the United States. What are you talking about? He was Everyone a gorilla in Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, so I mean that's the argument for both shooting Harambe before he can hurt the toddler. Um, but also the it's argument natural. for why we don't, we try not to be cruel to animals. We, we are, unlike the, the lions who attack the buffalo and eat it alive, we are able to think beyond that, which the lion doesn't. The lion doesn't think for the buffalo's welfare. Um, humans are able to do that. We have empathy. Mm. You know, the lions, the cat, they, they are playing with a mouse. They are torturing this mouse. But 
it is just learning. That is why they do it. Maybe they get a pleasure. I don't know. I've, I don't speak to cats, but maybe the cat is liking to see this mouse suffer. But sometimes they play with the mouse five minutes. They can kill it one time, but they don't. But I think it's to practice, to get the skill, to learn more from the from the mouse. This curiosity. But if it is cruelty, no problem. Then it is cruelty. So you can acknowledge something for being cruelty without judging it. You know, it is cruel. You want yeah. to be cruel? No. Why do we? Why are we not cruel? Me, I'm not cruel because if if I'm if I'm hurting someone, it hurts me. Yeah, it makes you feel bad, right? I remember once in 1988 we had this uh, this train. It was very strange for that time because we <laughs> were 30 white, 30 black students on a on a train trip to Joburg, Devon, Richards Bay. I learned so much that time. Even today, the lessons I learned, they are very useful to me. But the one guy, he was a very nice guy, Aaron was his name. And I was shaking. I was giving him the Buddha shake, but I was hurting him. But uh, I I kind of like to see how I was hurting him with my grip. And then he pulled his hand away and I scratched his, his skin. Mm-hmm. Open and it's black skin, but then you know when it was open, it had that white and red that uh, everybody, you know, white and black and China's everybody got. I've never scratched the China, but I'm assuming it's the same. <laughs> yes, it's the same. <laughs> oh, you scratch the China? Why you do that? <laughs> I, I've I've, I've uh, assaulted many people in, <laughs> in a medical sense. <laughs> oh, you are the, you are a doctor? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. No. You know, I've got a thing here. You <laughs> must check. <laughs> sure, no problem. People always tell me to sing by the bry. I'm like, well, you're a doctor. You must look here so there's something here in the back is wrong. Okay, so, um, so, and I felt very bad. It was, I, I remember it was not a nice feeling. So that is why I don't hate people because I have had people and I didn't like it. I, f- I felt bad. What is that? Maybe it's the hive mentality. Maybe it's the group. They had something. You had, it's Ubuntu, eh? You had somebody, you are feeling it also. It can be that. So it's not to judge it's good or right, but I don't like it. So maybe Jeffrey Dahmer, he doesn't care. Okay. So, so we all, okay. So. All right, so fine on the judgment thing. I'm, I'm I'm not sure I'm entirely on your page, but it's uh you you mentioned equality. You don't like equality. I'm I'm not a huge fan of of that concept either. Well, we're um, not communists, so obviously not existing. We don't it's like equality. Equality is not well, existing. Well, yeah. So so I mean, uh, my stance is that difference is is what makes humanity great, and we have lots of difference uh, amongst uh, all of us actually. Um, but what's where 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 do you sort of for what's the problem with equality? It's artificial. So if you are, if you are enforcing equality, you are, you are causing a problem. It's unnatural. Nothing is equal. Again, to my reference in nature, it's not equal. Nothing. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the concept of, of, uh, no, I mean, it's not <laughs> fairness. The idea around fairness. I mean, nature's not fair either. No. Um, and, you, you know, it's, uh, I suppose you you can't you know because nature doesn't really translate to everything. That's I suppose my problem with no, the analogy. No, it does. But you know what happens is if you have law, you talk about fair is yeah. one thing, but you talk about law is or, something. Or justice, different. I suppose, is, is a better but term. But law is a construct. It's something that we created, and suddenly for it is a puzzle we created, and to fit into that puzzle you must have a certain shape. So 
equality, for example, equality before the law. Equality does not exist, and the law, in fact, it does not exist. But you create the law, suddenly you build the premise for equality to fit into that block. And yes, everybody equal before the law. But we know even this is not true. Né? But isn't this the the whole sort of um, kind of human condition, which is that we go we we and we have spent millions of years, um, but we go. We constantly go through change. Uh, we see what works, what doesn't work, and then we improve as a species um, by doing that. So, for example, the current – this is the whole social construct argument, which I, I, I don't really buy because – Improve. Uh, yeah, but, but, but you have to have something to improve on, and, and, and we went, don't dump the, the entire – The word improve is not good. It's not working. <laughs> improve. Because why, why the dinosaurs did not improve? Eventually they were extinct. Everything is dying extinct. That Everything keeps changing. Even humans, they're going to change from improvement. It's so great to improve yourself into death. Have you read John Gray, a philosopher at the London School of Economics? I don't read philosophy. I, I, read, uh, I read the Bible. Oh, right. Well, that's and, a, that's and, a and War and Peace. I, wrote, I read uh, Anna Karenina oh, yeah? and War and Peace. From uh, Liu Tolstoy, these two yes. books, and then um, three quarters of the Quran and all of the Bible. Why did you stop at three I, quarters? Infidel. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> I'm not strong. It is like Old Testament on steroids. <laughs> you know? All right, it's yeah. an interesting description. But, but, well, just going back to John Gray, he, he wrote a book called Straw Dogs uh, in 2003, which is one of my favorite books ever. And and his premise is that. Technology increases, knowledge increases, everything increases. But the we are monkeys. But the human animal remains the same. So a lot of people use aggregates of like health markers and lower mortality rates and all that as a sense of progress. But he says, but the, the same technologies that enable those, that progress, so to speak, is we can be used for bad as well. And uh, we mustn't think that we are better than what we are in fact he's, he's, he's vehemently misanthropic he's sort of like anti-human in a way but more nihilistic than anti-human he doesn't want to genocide but he says we are, we are, we are animals at the end of the day yes we've got consciousness but we, we, we mustn't think that progress is inevitable yeah, he, he's got a good opinion but the problem with knowing if people are staying the same you need to be you, you need to be able to go back 150 years and to be the people then in the heart and the mind of the people to really know if that change is happening. In terms of the human condition or what? Yeah, just, yeah, the human, the essential human. Okay, we know the human, is this body is changing. We are taller now. Right, um, way more. Stuff like that. But uh, the human heart to change is very difficult to tell. Very, very difficult, that thing. So you Even say, your own uh, life, you can't tell. So, I mean, so you don't see like um, a, a small example, like like gay rights, for example. Like now, it's it's not you shouldn't be ashamed. I to like be gay. the gays very much. Yeah, me too. Also, they love me a lot as well. Um, but you don't see that Those as muscles. don't you see that as a, as a type of progress in human thinking that someone's gay is not an indication of the. Alexander Moral the Great, character. you know, maybe he was gay, maybe he was not gay, but right. he was like to lie with men. Sure. Okay. Well, and, so, and, and all the great philosophers and this in was Greece. 350 before Christ. Yeah. So 
if now we are open to gaze in society, if that indicates advancement or progress, then what was happening in the 2000 years in between when it was a problem? Yes, and even yeah. now, Uganda, other places, is problem to be gay, you know, they kill you. Yes. So, progress, regress, I think the inevitability of uh, human change is, is, is a given, but to link it to a linear Progress right. adjudication. You are setting yourself up for failure. You I also think that's false. Yeah, I also think that's false. Um, yeah, I do agree with that. An interesting point about about um, well, homosexuality is the example there. But uh, and in terms of being why you throw me Zepsin or you just use that um, finger to wipe? No, it's off. just it's a it's a Jacob Zuma doing um, that sort Zuma of movement to actually um, <laughs> throw me that sign from opposite. Um, yeah, it's a, that's a, it is an interesting point. I, I, I still think that we, overall though, we, we, we do tend to advance as, as a society, um, as, as, as we go forward. As it, a species. You know, you talk about, yeah, uh, species. Yeah, sure. Um, I think there are places, I mean, you refer to places where you know, things on, are completely regressive. Um, but, but overall, the sort of, human condition is to progress and, and you, you you're saying well do we have the same thoughts and, and feelings as someone 150 years ago we we don't really know i suppose we don't but if we can see the actions of the larger group of humans and that changes over time then surely that is a reflection of a change in belief a change, change. in thought i agree with change but you use the word advancement and i have a problem with that word because advancement you it, you obviously you must have a a, a set of parameters you are measuring it against to indicate the advancement or you must have a final goal to know okay we are advancing because it's a linear concept we are going this way so I can't agree with the advancement the other thing about the feelings of people 150 years ago <clears throat> I was sitting in Atlanta in uh, yeah it was more than 10 years ago in uh, in Georgia in the United States mm. and it was the early spring we were sitting outside and suddenly it was about 10 o'clock in the morning, everybody, they got to work and just settled in. And it is the most quiet time of the morning, you know, from when the rush begins. There's always this breath. It's like the whole collective breath from nature and society, everything. And it was just the, the sun came through the clouds and the wind died down and it was just incredible. So I look up and I say, my goodness, what a glorious morning. <laughs> And the American next to me was saying, because we, we were 10 by the table, he was saying, what, what was that, what did you just say? I said, no. I said, it's a glorious morning. And he said, he was so surprised. He said, but you know, I would have said awesome. I would have said great. But the, the, the best word is glorious. That is, in fact, what this is, this glorious. And if you look at our vocabulary, it's going less and less why is it the the common the common place from which every people from the street like was that Shakespeare? Now you read Shakespeare, you can't understand it. The, the vocabulary, you don't know what he's saying, you don't understand anything. But the people they were going to that. How many people are going to 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 uh, to Shakespeare today? But they go to a, thousands would go to a show where the same words, you know, three words over and over and over, basic beats. So are we getting more intelligent? The art gives us an indication of where the art is. But if the art is an indication of where the art is, then you can say that we have a less diverse, less 
uh, our emotional repertoire is smaller now than it was 150 years if we use art as the deciding yeah, the mm. criterion. Although that, that art is, is a sort of result of postmodernism, existentialism, where there is this thing about nothing means anything and nothing matters. Or so everything means everything. Which art? Yeah. The, the art from Shakespeare. Or this, uh, no, I'm talking about now. Okay. I, I, you know, the fact that we've got, you know, the Billboard number one song this year is is probably, I, I would imagine it's up there, is, is work, 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 work. That, you know, one word repeated for two and a half minutes, essentially. This is a song now. Yeah. Which I'm glad um, I didn't hear it. It made me feel guilty when I like Yeah, we were forced to hear it because Gareth plays it sometimes on his show. Actually, it's telling me. Um, but, but, so, you know, the, the, the thing is, 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 and we have a whole generation of people, millennials, who, who sort of, I think unwittingly very often, because I, I don't think they're, they're analyzing it closely, but they buy into this concept of nothing means anything and everything means everything and, and that kind of concept. Um, and so maybe there's a phase now we're going through whereby, uh, we are less rich, certainly in our, and I, th- I think it's more in pop culture. I, I don't necessarily agree. Uh, for example, you say people have less of a vocabulary. I don't have statistics on that, but I would argue that that's probably not true. Um, look, the percentages of the population would be different to Shakespeare's time and that's old English and all the rest of it. But the English language has expanded far beyond uh, the number of words that were available back then. Um, but and we also due have to technological advances or due to a greater emotional repertoire, you can find the words for. Yeah, I, it's, well, it's not, I think that's just through what I would refer to as progress. I think as you, as you progress, things become more complex and, and you add on. Um, English is, is no different. Uh, and all languages are really, are really no different. Uh, but now you have more educated people in the world, for example. Uh, so the argument that, you know, we're stupider now or, or have less of a vocabulary, I, I don't necessarily think that's true. I think what we see often, uh, so television is, is not filled with, uh, the people Ramon will refer to in terms of the books that he's read or uh, the people we refer to uh, in terms of that we might listen to on podcasts and things. And it's great that those minds and, and thinkers are starting to be heard. Uh, but I think that the general and, – and this isn't new. I don't think this is a postmodern issue. But but the people that you're going to see on, on, uh, on television are not uh, the thinkers of our day. Uh, and they, <laughs> they're not necessarily contributing, uh, anything to the progress and the advancements, whatever we can, or the change, uh, of our society in a positive way. Um, but I, I, I worry that that's not necessarily the reflection of the general society. Maybe, but it influences the, the minds and the thoughts, uh, and the expressions of the general society. Two things. The first thing was just in terms of the emotional repertoire expressed, um, I did say that it was because of, if, if you use art as a criteria, mm, if you look mm. at the art from that time, mm. the, the, the emotional repertoire now in popular art is, is less, you know, you can, you can count the feeling is anger sadness but it was very complex the way they put it in those days but maybe it was not a reflection of the general maybe maybe not i don't know but the the other thing is um sometimes our our excellence can have a limiting factor on on us because 100 years ago my grandfather he could do everything he could span a drat he could slaughter a cow Mm. he could uh, fix a fix a land rover 
which you always need to do. And then um, <laughs> he, he could shoot, he could, uh, you know, make everything, make jam, everything. But now, to be a specialist, because we have advanced so far, to be a specialist in any one field, a true specialist, you must sacrifice certain other things. Mm. The ultimate polymath is not existing. It is, okay, you know, that guy from uh, Iron Maiden is a polymath, you know, the Bruce Dickinson. Not this guy Bruce Dickinson, from also well, from I know, I know. more cowbell that yeah. that Saturday Night Live thing is also Bruce Dickinson, but this is the guy from Iron Maiden. He's a, he's a, I think it's Iron Maiden. I hope it is. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. So he's a polymath. He's a Olympic fence and he do this science and that language. So he's a, he's a clever guy. But to be a specialist, we have gone so far. You have the branch, it's like a sun, and we're all in the middle of the sun, and then you have these rays that go out, and some people, they are language rays, others are music rays, others are uh, physical science rays. But to really get to the point of that ray, you have to shoot out so far that your understanding of the other things will be limited because you only have 24 hours in the day. But but isn't that, I mean, isn't that the, the, why today is the best? time to be human because all that knowledge is available online and for free to practically anyone in the world so i mean special specialization is just a factor of economics it's division of labor so the more the more things economically progress i'm not calling it human progress, and industrialization and industrialization all that new things have to come up so a lot of people are worried about you know the robot overlords taking over our jobs sooner or later. I in, can't wait. I uh, mean, either actually. I can use my free time. I'm never bored. Yeah, absolutely. But for example, but, you won't have free time because there'll be new jobs. But, but that, like but that, robot repairmen. But that, but that's creative destruction. That, that's the essence of, of economic progress. So specialization is just an offshoot of that. So as as things become more technical, more people need to be able to do that technical thing. Mm. So and I'm not. <clears throat> The the capacity to learn is limited by us, in fact. So it's, it's I find it ordinary that there's more specialists and less jack of all trades. I think that's actually a good thing. I'm not judging it. All oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> that whole the whole thing, and no judgments. <laughs> no judgments. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, no judgment, please. So I actually want to go back to to Steve Hoffmeyer. We actually went off uh, on a tangent. So so he's he's a a proud Afrikaner. I've got no doubt about that. He's been accused of of okay racism, prejudice. We'll call it. Um, and, and he's ooh, sorry about that. He, he sang D-Stem once, or, or, or at his shows he sings D-Stem, and people like it. The media doesn't. A lot of the so-called Millennials don't like it at all. Um, have you had any issue in that way with, with, uh, in terms of, in terms of interviews or marketing or something like that where people say, but you are X and we don't like X due to racism or whatever the case might be? Like, has it impacted you that you're actually Afrikaans? If that makes any sense. Probably. So I don't want to go into conspiracy theories because every person in it, they are the grand national conspiracy theories, but every person has got his own personal conspiracy theories. Sure. This one is conspiring against me, that one. So to get into that, you know. But what I can tell you is um, I, I became more outspoken in terms of what I believe um, a few years ago. 
and also the platforms developed for this to be to be uttered, you know, Facebook, Twitter. And um and so my what I feel, what I think is not always um in line with the dominant narrative because there is a dominant narrative. Sure. That is the one thing. The other thing is you must you know you must be careful of musicians and actors because they are people who are sometimes very ordinary, sometimes plain stupid, but they have a huge audience. So they can say things, and you have some people, he says something, millions listen to this guy, but he's still a poopole. But that is because he makes a good tune. So they like they like his good tune. Right. And so it is, I think, for, for the movers, for, the, for example, the politicians uh, and, and big business, for them it's important to, to know this thing, the danger. Of artists, so artists they they cannot speak. You 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 can't give them too much power to say something because they did not work their way through the political ranks or through the business ranks up to a certain position to end that. They was just to make music and in and you know a guy like like uh, Kurs Becker is a. He's a, he's a great businessman in South Africa. This man, he knows business very well. He's very successful. But the people don't know this guy. More people, they know even, you know, a, a less a, artists that are even less known than me, less successful in the worldly, in the money sense. They Even more people know that guy than what they know. This really important man, Chris sure. Becker, for example. So, yes. And now... When he says something, it's important. But when that guy says something, 20 million people hear it, and maybe then it's also important. So Fikile Mbalula is a prime example of that. Well, exactly. So, so you you have you have this problem, and I think the the only useful artist in terms of what he is saying publicly is one who is talking gag. That is useful right. because then it's not dangerous. Uh, for 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 are you talking about? For for the powers that be, it's important for artists to be as vapid as possible. Because truth is very powerful. If it exists. Oh, I, would, I would argue it doesn't. Truth is relative, surely. Yeah. Truth as determined by the majority. How about that? Is That which most people will agree on the truth. I, think, that, I think that's called politics. Um, I'm very cynical, Chris. Yeah, no, far and more, I know this, but there's no problem. It's not, we can out cynic each other after, well, afterwards this thing. We go drink a beer. I can show you a very cynical. But the truth, for example, what is true is this cup is on the table now. What is a lie is that I'm picking this cup up and throwing it there. This is radio, so the people can't hear this, but you know this is true that I'm, that it is, you know it is true that it is a lie that I'm throwing this coffee on the ground now. Yes. You know it is a lie that it is not true that this cup is on the bench right now. So this, in terms of this kind of truth and lies. And if someone is speaking the truth, there is power in that. And you must go to church, you will see this. Or sometimes when people are in debates, you know, in debates, or when someone, when you just have a conversation, someone says something that suddenly grips everybody by the heart. Everybody's feeling it in the gut. They don't know about this, but uh, you know, that thing he just said is very powerful. That is what I would like to call truth. And th that thing, when the artist is saying that he's, he's playing with 
their with their balls of the lion because it's very serious. He's now addressing serious things and he's got his listeners, maybe two hundred thousand, maybe two million people listening to him. And he's playing with the real lion's ballast. He's not just playing there by the head that is hanging by the wall from the trophy hunter. So if you want to give an artist free reign, you give it to the artist who's actually talking cock. That is useful. Right. Yeah, the useful clown. Yeah, the useful court jester. Mm. So, so do you feel that you've been prejudiced because you are more honest? And prejudiced in whatever way you wish to, to take it. Well, as a fact, um, I have been refused gigs because of my points of view. Right. And I've had people serious, uh, honest enough to say that to me. Sometimes it wasn't the main organization, but it was someone from inside that said to me, listen, Chris, I just want to tell you, it is that thing. And then, you know, you go through a, a phase where you think, well, maybe I must just, you know, check the words, maybe not be so expressive, say what I think. And and then you like, for a week, you like, try. But, you know, yeah. the leopard's always going to show his colors. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm ranting, raving again, you know. Yeah, and I know what you mean. I think I speak for both of us. After we, we raised some money for that waitress in Cape Town, <laughs> um, you feel the weight, huh? You were famous. For the next, yeah, infamous. For the next week, I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I did something wrong. There was a doubt in my mind that maybe I did something wrong. Maybe these people mm. are right because there's so many of them. And you wonder, like, maybe I did something wrong. And then you have a sleep or you just read something or you have a conversation. You're like, no, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck all these people. Like, I did the right thing. I don't care what everybody else The few thinks. times that I've said something that suddenly causes a Twitter storm, for example... I'm going to be honest with you, from my heart, I feel the tension in me. Yeah. I'm reading this. I'm not ignoring it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's like that, you know, I'm feeling it. So it makes me wonder to be Jacob Zuma or these people, you know, they put you licking that guy from Gupta's or just to portray him in a certain way, make him the clown or to be Steve Hofmeyer or to be... Just, you know, Justin Bieber or whatever. All this negativity that is aiming at you. I ask some people in those positions, I say, you're feeling it. And some of them say, yes, they feel it. I believe them. Like you just say, you felt it. But some people, they say, no, no, I don't care. I don't feel. But I don't know. It is a huge thing to care. And I know that I feel it. But don't you feel it less each time? So, uh, you know, that example Ramon uses, I wasn't as bothered. Uh, number one, because he got more of the more of the abuse, um, but also because the more times you go through that experience, uh, the less uh, you know the opinions of people that don't matter, um, and the incorrect opinions sort of throw you off. Because Ramon's one hundred percent right. When you have thousands of people telling you that you're wrong, even though you fundamentally know you're right, you've assessed your sort of what you did, you've assessed your own morals and values. And you've decided this was the right thing to do. When thousands of people are telling you it, it, you're wrong, um, it, 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 it's difficult not to question yourself. Um, but the first time that happens, you, you might question yourself. You may even change your views. I, I, I think, you know, the Wokety Pokety Brigade on Twitter, um, that's essentially what's happened to a lot of those people is they had a view challenged, which was probably a perfectly sane and, and, uh, 
reasonable view on something and a whole bunch of people piled on them. And so uh, the the pressure of that and, and, and the fact that they may have slightly thin skins ended up them going, okay, no, no, I, I changed my view. I, I'm, I'm going to be different. Uh, I'm going to view this in a different way. And they kind of abandoned their, their, their values. Uh, I think I think that each time that happens uh, and you can resist um, abandoning your views and abandoning your values, uh, you get better at it. And so after a while, the, the Twitter things stop mattering. Uh, you know, you, you speak to uh, other people who have far greater followings than Ramon and I and uh, who've, who've, who've done this a few times over and, and, and these things don't really necessarily matter to them eventually. They're just like, oh, it's those idiots again. I think you have a good, very good point. <laughs> All right, good. I'll take it. I'll take it. On the Chris Becker thing, so just is fame overrated? Because, you know, Chris is one example, but there are many, many people in business, in government, uh, who kind of keep their mouths shut and just get on with it. Uh, they're very successful, uh, certainly often more successful than people who would consider themselves famous or who chase fame specifically. Um and and so and and I'm probably happier, I would argue, uh, as well in many senses. Um, so you know, is is fame overrated? Is it nice sometimes? You know, what's what's the just downside and the upsides? Overrated, um, maybe. Um, it is true that the 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 most powerful people. Uh, the richest people, they are not famous. Okay, everybody is knowing Bill Gates, but no one knows the next six guys in line with money. You know, they don't know, they just know Bill Gates because they hear Bill Gates, Bill Gates all the time. Yeah. So his fame is not requested. Fame, so, so I think there is a, there is a evidence that fame does not go well with, with true power true influence those people we don't know who they are that's why people like talk about the illuminati or stuff like that because they like the idea of someone nobody knows who's controlling everything i'm not saying it's true or not i don't care but the the point is that who's the most famous people brad pitt what he can change here in South Africa? What he can change in America? He can't change. No, the other day, Flea, that bassist from uh, mm. Chili Peppers, was having a fight with Clint Eastwood. <laughs> you know, they are too fame, but they're too fats in a bag. They're just going poo 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 is nothing. Yeah. So I agree. I I would say yes. It dep- overrated in terms of what you have to qualify that, but in terms of influence, yes, I think fame. Again, it's artificial, and you are going to give the most if you run all the publications or the radio stations or what. You're going to give voice to the voice that plays into your agenda, and not necessarily the voice of power or truth. Believe in it or not, but um, yeah, so it it will be overrated. But but for you, I mean, are you are you happy to be famous or? Does it really matter to you? Are you just interested in the quality of what your your output and that people like it? Because that, that's fame, right? It's, mean, people... it's very hard to distinguish, you know, to, to separate them because with fame, the more famous I am, the, the better my economic life is because sure. that is directly linked 
unlike in business, you yeah. don't, you know, you can be a market analyst, you don't have to be famous, but all the business community know you want to know the facts and figures, you must go to that guy. You don't have to be famous, but for me, it's important. So maybe I'm the wrong guy to ask about that because there are, there are definite benefits for me from fame. I was sitting at a, at a lunch just before I came here. And I was having a nice conversation with a guy, but then this lady came to me, she wanted a photo. So that is not always so nice, but you do it because that lady is a customer. Sure. And the customer is always right. And I'm very grateful for that lady for acknowledging me and also for supporting my business. So, of course, with a smile and a genuine warmth in my heart. But the moment that the conversation was interrupted, that moment was not... Mm. Great, but then you you rationalize it. You like, hey, you must take care of this lady because she she's good to you, and in fact, she only she only wants to love you. You know, she just so that is okay. Fame is useful for artists because it's economics. All right, so I mean, so we're gonna sing it here. He doesn't do politics. Doesn't ascribe to any any cult. I like to call you know everyone a cult member. We all believe in something. And we like other people who believe in the same thing as us, whether it be politics, religion, nationality, like the Olympic Games, like Kelsey Semenya is going to win gold or whatever. I'm supposed to feel proud as a South African. Like, oh, I hope no, she wins. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. She doesn't represent me at all. It's her award. She bloody hell gets it. I think you sort of, we, we, we're a bit similar in this way. I do think. I, I agree. I'm not for nationalism. I'm not a patriot. I'm not a nationalist. I don't, uh, I'm not proudly South African. I'm no, not proudly anything. It's like, what is this South Africa? It's a border. Whose border is this? Yeah, well, it's the colonialist border, if you want to be specific. Is what? The colonialist border, if you want to be specific. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Right. And we give it power. Should we, should we, should we call it there? Yes, oh, before we, we get started. You know, let's stop before we get started. Yeah, that was just a warm-up. <laughs> well, Chris, I mean, how long has it been? It's uh, yeah, over now an hour and twenty, I think. We went to broadcast. We want to edit this. That thing went quick. We're not editing anything. No, we don't edit. It's oh, very long. We don't edit at all. That's why people listen to us. <clears throat> I think. But you are bored, or you are feeling compelled to end it now? I just want to know because if, uh, I'm not if bored. I was failing, I'm not, we I'm must not start bored at all. But we're going to get literally kicked out of the building. I'm all not right, compelled so. to end it now. We took the key. They can't lock us in. You remember <laughs> that we haven't got the front door key. Is there anything you want to ask us? If that makes sense. Romana, my girlfriend, she she met you. Yes, she did. She thinks you're very hot. Ah, Does kind. that make you feel guilty sitting here with me, knowing this? Not in the slightest. Um, I hope it makes you feel guilty. And I hope you improve yourself to look more like me. <laughs> <laughs> Think of it as, a, as an aspiration to follow me. <laughs> yeah, not short on the ego, eh? And, and to you, I also have the question. What is Because I'm not following you on Twitter. What is your Twitter handle? It's Jonathan underscore wit. Yeah. If, if you want to with follow, yeah, with two T's. If you want to follow a misery, follow him. He's got nothing nice to say about anyone. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a timeline of just like utmost misery. <laughs> so follow him then, if you're into that. Going to follow that misery, right? Well, Chris, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Really, really enjoyed it. Best of luck with your album. Thank you, Hope it's all well. Hope you make lots of money from it. Um, 
Yeah, so you can, you know, I'm just shouting at Ramon because he's banging the mic stand. That's what the the noise is. Um, he doesn't wear he doesn't wear headphones anymore, so I'm the only one. My head, my head's too nice. So, you know how much product is in my hair. So now we know how muscular he is, how good looking he is, and how much hair product he uses. Wonderful. I'm going to cut his mic right there. Um, you can find Chris Chameleon on uh, Twitter at Chris uh, Chameleon, no underscores. Uh, you've got the original name there, um, and your website. Uh, chrischameleon.com cool and obviously we can download your new album and all your albums on iTunes I would imagine yeah boy cool so go do that uh, new album Firmament cool album thank you okay. and uh, Renegade Report Renegade Report on Twitter at Renegade underscore report on Facebook as well tell your friends about it subscribe on iTunes and we will catch you next time Central. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.